All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Business of Fitness Podcast. I'm Jason Kleep, and on today's episode, we have Eric Allen. Now, Eric has been with Wattify for six years. He's currently the chief operating officer here, and um, I was out here in Philadelphia, and we're talking about a partnership and a collaboration that we're doing, and I was sitting there, and we were having dinner last night, and I said to Eric, you know, um, you guys have such a unique vantage point that I want to dive into. So you have thousands and thousands of gyms using Wattify, right? Yeah, almost 5,000 gyms now. 5,000 gyms. Over 90 different countries. 90 different countries. What I think is super unique about your guys' business is that unlike others who might say, oh, I have 5,000, 10,000 affiliates, this and that, you actually can see the billing information. And so someone might be able to say they have hundreds of members, but you're actually seeing how much revenue each gym is bringing in, which is fascinating to me. So on today's episode, I want to dive into a number of different subjects, including what has Eric seen? You originally started with Wattifying sales for a lot of years, right? Yep. Even now you're in operations, but you still do sales. Absolutely. And as part of sales, you, you intricately work with these different gym owners all throughout the world. So I think you have a very unique vantage point that I want to dive into. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, perfect. Let's start here. Yesterday, we were at dinner, and I asked one of your sales team, I say, hey, man, like, what did you, what, what does your normal day look like? And this gentleman, he's responsible for um, currently outside sales. So he's trying to seek new clients for Wattify, et cetera. Yep. He said that he called 85 gyms yesterday, and 21 of them or so answered their phone. So let's start there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's important to note, too, that um, it's not like he's calling from a sales line or a 1-800 number. He's calling them in their local area code and he's calling their business line, not their personal line. So, uh, you know, think about that in any other industry. If you were to call any store or service and they only answered the phone one out of five times, how often would you actually use that service or product? Fascinating. So like, yeah. So what you're saying is these gym owners don't know if it, it could have been a potential client. Absolutely. And so let's, again, let's start here. Out of all the years you've been doing this, you've called on thousands of gyms, what would you say is a percent time that someone actually answers the phone? I would say, fortunately, it's improving. You know, five years ago, it might have only been 10%, but I, we do see a lot of gym owners starting to focus on business a bit more than they used to. So now we're up to, let's call it 20, 25%. 20, 25%. And if you're a gym owner out there, and would you have any advice for them on what you've seen be successful in terms of the phones. Yeah. Anything in particular? Absolutely. Well, first, let's start with the basics. Um, hopefully, if I'm calling your business, I'm not getting the voicemail. But if I do get the voicemail, it needs to be professional. I can't tell you how many times I've called you know, people on their business line and the voicemail is, yo, bro, thanks for calling. Leave me a, leave me a message. Drop me a line. Because it, it could be potentially their personal cell phone. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Maybe they're attaching their personal cell phone to the business right when they're first starting out and they don't think anything of it. But think about when that... You know, 52-year-old woman who hasn't gotten off the couch in two years is calling that business. Can she identify with that gym when she hears that voicemail? Um, but that's, and then that's even if we're lucky enough where you've got your voicemail cleared out. I can't tell you how many times I've called the business line and I can't even leave them a voicemail if I wanted to because their voicemail inbox is full. Yeah. And these are just talking the basics. I'm not even talking about improving or layering in technology yet, which we'll get into that too. So I mean, on a basic fundamental level, if you're going to have your voicemail be your personal voicemail, it should be, hey, you reached X CrossFit or this gym and, uh, you know, leave your name, number, blah, blah, blah. And you got to actually answer the email, uh, the phone calls. And 
you know, we recommend though, for us, we utilize something called Ring Central. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of Ring I'm Central before? Yep. So what Ring Central does for us, and this is something that we did for years ago, is when I was a, you know, owner operator, now I'm, you know, now I'm no longer really an owner operator. And so it's not fair for me to speak on it because, but back when I was an owner operator, if someone did call the gym and let's just say I was coaching a class, it would ring my phone, I think twice, mm-hmm. then somebody else's twice, then somebody else's twice, then it would finally go to voicemail. Have you seen that? Have you ever you, used that before? I've not used the Ring Central, and I'm not sure the pricing of that, but I know one that is really small business friendly. It's called Grasshopper. It does a lot of the same things. Super cheap. It's something like 20 bucks a month or less to start. And that service does something similar to it what I'm exa- saying? exactly what you're saying. And so now a lot of uh, small, especially first starting gym owners, they might be thinking to themselves, well, I don't have a need for that because I am the only person. It doesn't need to ring through several phones, but maybe we need to start thinking a little bit outside the box. Let me give you an example. So um, for us, we know that in France, um, they really, the, the English isn't always the best, right? And so we have somebody who's a gym owner in France who's a Wattify customer, Wattify advocate, and he's uh, sort of an outsourced person to help us get through these conversations. Well, what are you think? Are, are you just starting your gym? You're the only person. Do you have a wife that maybe doesn't work or has a flexible job? Could she close some deals for you with just, or maybe not even close the deal, but just answer the phone and right. set up a call for you when you're no, lo- when you're off the coaching floor. This is such low hanging fruit that we're discussing. And anybody listening right now who owns a business, whatever type of business, if you're not answering your phone, you know, really shame on you because there's so many, I mean, how many times I just actually got the phone at my hotel. You actually just walked I in and I was, and if they didn't answer the phone, that's weird. Right. If it's nine to five and you're not answering the phone, that's weird. Absolutely. And, and you know, we got to get over these industry norms where years ago when you're in a warehouse and stuff, you might've been able to get away with some slop. And you and I were actually just talking about that, um, in regards to websites. So yeah. let's, let's pivot this conversation a little bit where one of the things I found was fascinating. What you said to me is you're originally into CrossFit and then you got into Wattify, which is right. Wattify for anybody who doesn't know is a billing and a management software system. Now we've used it in our commercial locations for many, many, many years. January, 2015, January, 2015, <laughs> Eric actually came out to our gyms. And, um, in addition, you, you're probably the industry leader in the CrossFit space. And yep. so again, you have a lot of knowledge here pivoting back. We were talking about websites yeah, and just like answering your your phone is such a low hanging fruit. So is your website. And years ago you were attracting a demographic that was really interested in this kind of CrossFit style mentality. And maybe again, if you're not in the CrossFit space, maybe you're in a different profession years ago, things were different, but now the consumer has became more intelligent. So maybe you could tell me a little bit about what you've seen there. Yeah. So Back when, you know, I was actually in the United States Marine Corps, 2001 to 2006, and I feel like it's my demographic that started CrossFit gyms early. People getting out of the military, didn't want to go to the normal nine to five, maybe had some money saved up from deployment. And especially back then, you could start a CrossFit gym on a, a very small budget. Maybe, you, well, you have to throw up a website. Uh, you throw up a, a light website, you put CrossFit on your door, and you've got 200 members overnight. Now we're seeing gyms come in with funding, like real business, like former business owners, entrepreneurs coming in with a lot of funding, beautiful websites. And I know as an example, when I first started CrossFit, I found three gyms in my area. And my plan was to go do a free trial at all of them and then join the one that I liked. Which is a great plan. Yeah. But what actually happened was the first one I went into, I signed up. I had a good experience and I signed up there. So what are you doing as the gym owner to be the first stop on that person's three gym tour? Because you're going to get the best crack at closing that deal. And I would argue one of the first experiences. Somebody's going to Google, they're going to hit your website and you got to have a professional website and I can give you a real case study on this. So we had a gym in the area. One of those gyms had been around a long time. 
very rudimentary website, but they were getting concerned because there was a, another South Jersey CrossFit gym who started expanding, and they saw every time this gym expanded into an area, the other gyms went out of business. And they found out that the next gym for this sort of, not franchise, but local little CrossFit chain, we'll call it, uh, was the next stop was in their town. And so they got really nervous and they reached out to us. And we don't do websites, but they're local to us. One of our employees is actually a coach for this local gym. And so we said, we'll help you. We're technologists. We'll help you build a website. We don't want to see you suffer. And we did. And because their website was plugged in the Wattify before and after, we were able to see lead rates, the volume of leads come in change because we have to look at our sales process as a funnel. And the only way you, at the bottom of the funnel, you're going to get more clients into your gym is by expanding the top of the funnel. And then of course, optimizing throughout. But we saw two X leads, two times the leads come in when we just gave them a prettier website, a nicer uh, website. And when you talk about a prettier website, um, some other things that I think through is like, how easy is it to attain information or to share my information, right? So yep. when we're talking about click through, you've used this um, term quite a bit today and um, you, you seem relatively closing, sales focused. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of years in CrossFit, people were anti-sales, anti-this. But the reality of the situation is unless you're quote, closing deals, selling and getting people in the doors, you're not gonna have a business to run. Absolutely. So when we talk about the website, talk about click ratio, things of that nature, how many clicks are we talking before we can get information, get places? What is the standards? Well, let me go back a second. Even uh, like we were talking about some of the basics on the phone. Let's talk about some of the basics on the website. Yeah, tell me basics on the website. Broken links. I can't tell you how many times you click wads and the link just doesn't work. That page on their website is broken. Or images that don't even load. So, you know, when an image doesn't load on a website and you just see yeah, like a white box with yeah, a little yeah, X yeah, in yeah. it or something, right? So it's with some of those basics. And then it comes down to a number of clicks. Uh, I don't even think that's something we need to worry about too much because you need to worry about the experience and the journey because if you're delivering like you said quality content or a nice experience along the way you can get away with more clicks or it's not it's about the experience that whole uh concept of well i need two clicks not three clicks you don't hear about that quite as much anymore huh and so when you're talking about experience you know um i think well your website becomes a face of your business if you're a, it, it, nowadays mm-hmm first thing I do, if I go on my phone, I Google location, I see images. What I'm thinking about is how inclusive are those Im images? Absolutely. Are they, um, you know, going after a larger demographic or are they a little bit more aggressive with shirts off this and that? And so how did you guys see when you guys changed over this particular website, because you're actually able to see it, did you change out those images and then optimize it through search engines? What'd you guys do there? Yeah, absolutely. And, and softening the aesthetic a bit. Now we could debate all day long if HQ is maybe going a little too far with the video series that they're doing, <laughs> that we're doing, that they're doing today, right? That's a separate topic, but, but, but they're on the right track for sure. I think everybody would agree that with what they're doing is trying to be more inclusive because that is the demographic um, that's, that's coming in. So softening that aesthetic and just being more appealing to anybody that just wants to get in shape, uh, you know, 9.9 .9 out of 10 people don't want to go to the CrossFit games when, when they're joining your gym. They just want to get a sweat in and, and go to work. Yeah. So, so far I'm hearing answer your phones, have an inclusive website. And now how about these emails and these leads? So I want to, I want to, yeah. one of the things you said to me, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> you said to me that unless you're returning some of these leads yeah. within five minutes, you're dropping the ball and I'm sitting there like, oh shoot. Yeah. I don't know if our business is returning leads within five minutes. That's, that's, that's fast. So, but then you brought up this grasshopper, these different accounts. I got so tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. Yeah. I got another one for you. So, um, remember I told you about what I did where I visited three different websites, right? And so, oh, yeah. Tell me, yeah. so imagine I'm going to those three websites and I'm submitting a lead form and 
But what if you're the first website I happen to go to, I submit that lead form. What if you were able to call me before I even visited that next website, as soon as I submit that lead form? And so um, definitely not here to, to plug my own product, but um, you and I were talking two years ago about some of these plights, and, and it's been a long road to get here, and I'm glad we're talking now and, and people get to hear this. But this has you know, been something that's been plaguing people for a while. So both you with what you're doing and us with what we're doing, we're trying to find ways to help these gyms because we're seeing so many go out of business, right? And so um, we've integrated with something called Zapier that allows Wattify, our platform, to plug into so many other tools. And one of them that we highly advocate is called Callingly. With Callingly, you can plug it into Wattify, and when a lead goes in from your website the f on the form, it will your phone, your own phone, the gym owner's phone will ring. A robot will say, "Bob Smith just submitted a lead on your website. Would you like to call him now?" You press one, and it rings Bob Smith's no. phone. I swear to gosh, that, that's within within 20 seconds of them hitting some. Not even actually within less than 10 seconds of them hitting submit, you're able to have them on the phone like magic. So okay. You have a website. You have this lead generation. Now, is this software available for non-Wattify users? I mean, obviously, Absolutely. we're encouraging that. But of course. Yeah, so what is, the, what is the software called? Callingly. So call, I-N-G-L-Y, all one word. That's a super, super, super cool idea. Guys, if you're out there and, you know, not, not just gym owners listen to this. Yeah. There's a lot of business owners. I get, I get a ton of responses from all kinds of business owners. And by the way, if you're listening and you own some other type of uh, business, please let me know how this still, uh, you know, impacts you. Uh, but that is a really, really cool concept. So any type of lead generation calling Lee, that's a great idea. I've never heard of that before. So we've talked about uh, websites. We've talked about a layer in something like calling Lee. We've talked about layer in something like Grasshopper. The super, super, super low-hanging fruit. I mean, it's... With the just Callingly and Grasshopper that we talked about, those two pieces of technology combined, I think it would cost you something like less than $50 a month. And I think that's a really great topic to, to talk through is that at times you might be an owner out there and you might be saying, hey, business isn't great. I have 50 members, 100 members, and I'm struggling. What do you recommend? And then we say to you, hey, here's some tools that are 50 bucks a month. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't have any more money. The problem is, and this is something that I really, I struggle with, because if you don't have any money to pay for certain things, you might never have any money to pay for certain things because you're never going to put in the systems to get to where you want to get to. Right. You need to be able to free up your time to go do things. Same thing with you know paying a coach to coach a class. You can go focus on building your business. Or as we'll talk about in a little bit, the programming side. That's an easy way to open up 10 hours of your week. So... Anyways, well, you know. in my answer, I don't have any money. My answer would be you don't have any money because you don't have any members. So let's solve the root of the issue. Let's get you some members. Now, people will say that when we first onboard a new client, because we are trying to get, like I said, um, obviously our software is a big part of our solution, but we, because we get to talk to so many gym owners so much, we try to help them solution in other ways too, um, by thinking outside the box. And, and one of the things we ask a new client when they come on is, you know, what are your goals in the next 60 days? And, and they're like, well, I don't even know. I don't even have Wattify yet. And, no, I'm not asking you what you want from Wattify in the next 60 days. What do you want for your business? Right. And then almost every single time, it's More new members. It, it's, it's always new members. And so then what we'll say is, well, look, Wattify is not going to get you new members, but it will free up your time so you can get new members. And I think that's a great topic for us to talk a little bit. How can we free up gym owners' time um, to... Then, so then they can focus on customer acquisition and maybe a time for another episode. Maybe we talk about customer retention in another time. Well, I mean, and, and on that note, we talk about freeing up owner's time. 
for a lot of years, you know, I've traveled the world. I've met with all these gym owners, just like you. You've met with a ton. I've met with a ton. And we're not in the consulting business. You know, um, NC Fit, our business, we are in the business of operating and owning gyms. And that's what we do. And when we try and do consulting, it takes us outside of our scope. And we end up not having useful time of our time. But I started saying to myself, you know, how can we make an impact on gym owners? Well, freeing up their time is a great way to make an impact because if I could free up some of their time, now they can go out there and go do things that are really moving the needle for their business. As you said, 95% of gyms out there are probably searching for more members. Absolutely. And so again, at dinner last night, I think one of the things that, that we, we had talked about was just talking about new members and talking about freeing up time. And, and I think I don't think I coined this phrase by any means, but one of the things I said is need, a gym owner needs to look at the tasks that are high value, low cost to delegate, right? And those are things you can free up. And just give you a very rudimentary example is cleaning the bathrooms. Maybe cleaning your bathrooms takes two hours of your time, but for $20, you can pay somebody else to do it. Okay, it costs you $20, but you have two hours back in your day. How many members can you build relationships with and retain that are paying you $160 or $260 a month or whatever that is? Um, you know, with two hours of your day, what can you do on social media to acquire new members or have conversations or get ready for it, be available by your cell phone so you can answer the phone when somebody reaches out yeah. to you. Or answer emails, yep. right? Or follow up with cancellations. And I, I think it's just such a backward way to look at it that a lot of people don't look at it that way. But your time is very valuable. And how, how valuable is your time? I mean, we just got done having a conversation actually in a meeting. So Eric and I were just in a meeting with some of our other team. And we are rolling out a new partnership with Wattify where we're integrating our programming into their system so that we could basically directly input it into any Wattify clients uh, system-wide globally. And it's a phenomenal partnership. We're super excited about it. But one of the pieces of that is that someone on our team, NC Fitz team, needs to manually put in a ton of content. I mean, it'll take hours and hours and hours. And I was sitting next to one of our gentlemen who's a high performer at our, at our business. I just said to him, hey, man, I want you to do this for a little bit because I need you to understand it. But then afterwards, I need you to shift out of it, train somebody else because your time is better spent doing other things like coaching development, et cetera. Whereas, you know, data entry could be done maybe by somebody else. And that was an example and just happened in our, just yeah. in our meeting where every gym owner needs to say, okay, what is our staff doing that's optimizing their time? And what am I doing to optimize my own personal time? You know, for me as the owner of, of NC Fit, if I'm cleaning the bathrooms, as an example, do I do that if I walk in and I'm upset that it looks dirty? Of course. But if I'm spending six, seven hours doing that, what am I not doing for the business? What am I giving up? What's that return on that investment? Exactly. I would say not only is that a waste of your time, you're doing a disservice to yeah. your clients. You're doing a disservice to your employees and colleagues. Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons why we're rolling out, you know, NC Fit, we have the collective, which we've talked about on this show hundreds of times. And that's basically our session plans, our programming that we use at our gyms on a daily basis. So if it sucks, it's a big problem because we are using it across 20 of our own locations with thousands of members. And, but one of the parts of that is, is if I could get that into another gym owner's hands, I could save them probably six to eight hours a week of programming. Cause if they're only programming for an hour, they're probably not putting out the best product. If they're spending six or seven hours, what could they be doing to give up, you know, for a hundred, whatever bucks a month, they could, they could get back that time and go get new members. Well, and it extends past that too, because sure, we're saving them six, eight hours a week on the programming, but if they're not already spending another one to two hours per week, developing their coaches and teaching their coaches how to implement this, then they're doing their coaches a disservice. So if they're not doing it already, they should be, but that's another investment of time. How can we replace that? 
the stuff you're delivering with the collective programming yeah. is it's second to none in terms of coaching development that you're delivering yeah. as well. That's a, that ongoing daily coaching development we incorporate on a basis. And I think that's really important because then your coaches can consistently see growth over time. And if you don't want to use ours, go out there and create your own, but just keep in mind, where are you getting that return, right? What, what are you, where are you best suited as the owner of your business? And so shifting gears, let's get back to the gyms. Yeah. Cause I could talk about collective all day. <laughs> um, we talk about answering your phones. We talk about, um, these lead generations, which I thought was a phenomenal idea. Thank you for sharing that and websites, but you have access to financials from thousands of gyms. Yeah. What are you seeing overall as themes? Because I know we pulled some information. I don't know how much we could share about that, but you know, where do you see the industry trending towards? Cause you've seen it trend for the last six years. Yeah. What, what do you see going on in the space right now? We're seeing what we've been seeing for the last couple of years now is this consolidation, right? So we're seeing some gyms with rapid growth and unfortunately what we're seeing is quite a few gyms going out of business and what I can extrapolate from our numbers and the, roughly the per percentage of CrossFit gyms that use Wattify and extrapolating that to the, the CrossFit affiliate community as a whole, I, it looks like about in any given month, <coughs> about a hundred affiliates are going out of business. That's what you're, that's what you could, that's what the data shows. Measured. That's what the data shows. It's a fact. Cause when someone is leaving Wattify, they're not really leaving them because of, for many other reasons, no. reasons other than the fact that they are potentially going out of business. No. And if they do leave Wattify for another reason, 75% of the time they come back to us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're seeing, you know, attrition and you know, I, I want to caveat this by saying that attrition is normal in these settings. Absolutely. Uh, this is not a bash on the affiliate community. This is just the way it goes, where you have yeah. a low barrier to entry, right? You could start a gym with, like you said, you got out of the Marine Corps, right? Yep. Get out of the Marine Corps, you get a couple of buddies together, you drop 10 Gs, and you could open up a gym. Well, maybe you don't have the background to have success long term. Maybe, you know, you treat it more like a hobby than a business. So if you're seeing this attrition, which, you know, it is what it is, we talked about some professionalization. What else have you seen the gyms that are kind of becoming these consolidators doing that you think is putting them at the tip of the spear? And, and, Obviously, professionalism yep. is a huge piece of that. Yeah, layering their revenue was one, focusing on uh, individual client value. So offering more services and not giving away everything for free, number one, right? If you, uh, unfortunately, especially historically, a couple years ago, a few years ago, if we would look in gym memberships or, or you know, their membership base, we would often see on the surface, 200 members, thriving gym of those 200, 150 of them have discounts. So yeah, their revenue would be 10 terrible. grand. Yeah. But the thriving gyms are not doing discounts. Okay. So you're seeing discounted memberships being a big issue because maybe gyms are having big classes, but not generating the revenue. So obviously, you know, on that note, Eric brings it up. I'll share with you what we've done at NC Fit. So for a while, you know, we had grandfathered rates and, you know, I'm not going to lie. When we first started, like I gave a bunch of bro deals because I was broke and I was just got out of college and I needed to make money. So I would do deals for, you know, 99 bucks a month and whatever else I could do. And, um, I don't regret it because no. that's what got us where we're at today. But what we found was that as our classes were growing, our average value was so low. And so now we are doing 3% increases annually until we get to a specific baseline. So we sure. still want to grandfather people in and show them the respect that, Hey, you were there 10 years ago when we started, well, you're not going to be paying the same thing as someone is today. But let's just increase you just a little bit, at least to keep up with inflation and cost exactly. of living. And uh, that's the way we've done it. Um, but what else have you seen, you know, after taking deep dives into financials? Because I, like I said, I'm fascinated to talk to you because you have insight that no one else really does. Yeah. 
honestly a lot of flatlining. So um, one of the challenges, well, what you would see again in those early days is with uh, slap CrossFit on the on your door, and you're getting all these members. Right, churn was a thing back then too. You you were losing members then too. It's just that you were getting so many new members that your revenue would still climb. Mm. And what we're starting to see is a little bit of a one for one, one member in, one member out. And so I, I know you said financial specifically, but it translates because that's what we're seeing in the revenue is we're we're seeing you know flatlining. But as you said, cost of living, expenses go up in general. If the gym does become more uh, sophisticated with their processes, there is a cost with that, right? And so revenue needs to increase with that. And so a flat line in revenue over time is a decrease in revenue. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And so I think ways to obviously optimize that is, you know, we talk about professionalism. We talk about how the industry shifted over the years. I'm sitting inside your office that is in downtown Philly, super professional. You guys have put more meetings on my calendar than I could possibly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what, Brendan is all about the meetings, but very professional, right? We're going to do this, this, we're going to do this, this. And I think gone are the days where you're just kind of, you know, flying by the seat of your pants. And, you know, sometimes I wish those days were still here. Sure. They were fun. They were a lot they of were fun. They were a ton of fun. They were you got to work out all day. You didn't have yeah. to worry about the business too but much. It's not the way it goes. No. It's... And, uh, you know, I think, you know, for us, we put out, um, we will be putting out, depending on when we release this episode, uh, multiple part series on things that we do in our gym for developing professional coaches. And we want to give that away to any gym owner possible where we have these systems and processes in place that we've spent a lot of time on, gym owners need to start thinking that way that, you know, we, we, we took on this risk and liability. We chose to go into business for ourselves. And with that comes the responsibility to continue to raise the bar. Because if revenue stays the same, inflation keeps going up, what are we going to do? Right. And, and I'll just throw it out there. Um, I have these conversations all day, every day with gym owners, with my friends, with unwilling participants at the bar. Uh, <laughs> like I just love yeah. talking about this stuff. So I'll take the leap of faith. I'll throw it out there. It doesn't matter if you're a Wattify customer or not, if you're an affiliate owner, or even if it's not an affiliate and it's a similar gym and you just want to talk about this stuff, shoot me an email, eric at wattify.com. That's E-R-I-C at wattify.com. We'd love to chat you up. Yeah. And I think, you know, Eric, like I said, even though you, so you've never owned and operated a Correct. gym. Right. But you've spent a lot of time in them. A lot. And how many gyms do you think, honestly, like how many gym owners do you think you've talked to? Seriously. It would, I mean, it has to be in above 1,000, above 2,000. I mean, by now, it's, I've talked to gym owners all day. And, and I can tell you, and I've had the real behind-the-curtains conversations, right? The people who are, are near in tears because they have to make a decision between paying themselves or paying their coach or paying a bill. Um, I've, I've seen it all. And so you're right. And, and, and I absolutely, I always own that. And I always lead with that. I have not owned and operated an affiliate, but I hope that I can pass on some wisdom from the thousands of affiliate owners that have. Yeah. That, when you talk about, about it, you're talking about the sum of, absolutely. and not some of, right? Well, that's good. <laughs> the sum of, not some of, um, that's, that's funny. But the other thing I, I always like to point out to people too, is that we actually share a lot of the same pains in Wattify as affiliate owners do, because your members graduate to coaches one day and they graduate to affiliate owners one day and they become our customers. They're the same people. We're, we're, we're like a gym owner that talked to a gym member and has that, that relationship with that client one day. Yeah. Well, that client might be my customer one day. Right. Our, our clients were former just gym athletes. Um, as gyms shrink and grow, we shrink and grow, right? If, if members aren't coming into your gym and you're going out of business, when you go out of business, I lose a customer. If we lose too many customers, we go out of business. Right. So we, we feel a lot of the same pains. And yeah, and you want to rise the tides. You want to Absolutely. grow the ecosystem. And you know, look, I've been preaching this message for over a decade and people can say what they want, but I truly believe that when the tide rises, all the boats go up. Absolutely. And I think 
we want to see gym owners be successful. So I know we've talked about the websites. We've talked about different things. Um, we need to increase revenue. I think obviously there's retention tools like, but I, I think what the topic of this conversation is, is, is looking at where you're spending time, Yeah. you know, and whether you're, I mean, think about any profession. I mean, take, for example, if you're in the military, right. And you're a, whatever your role is in the military, you need to spend the majority of your time working on ways to improve in that particular sector. Yeah. Jobs get very granular and specific. Absolutely. Very specific, right? If you're a sniper, you're going to go spend time shooting to, you know, and so as an owner, we like to think that we're a jack of all traits and hell I've thought I was for a long time. But once you start looking at it and saying, man, I'm spending 10 hours a week doing QuickBooks, Yep. Well, dude, I could pay somebody 50 bucks and they could do that in an hour. Yeah. So not only I'm just not being efficient with my time. And, and I know for the owners out there who are sitting there and be like, dude, we're not doing well already. You got to, you five years ago, we, I made the commitment to hire a CFO, Matt Walker. Yep. And it was the scariest decision I had ever made as a business owner. Maybe not one of the scariest because <laughs> he was best friend of mine. We always risky. We had to pay him a big salary because he came from Lockheed Martin. And I had no idea how much money we were making, right? I didn't know anything. But one night I'm sitting there, I'm stressed out. I couldn't sleep because our financials just weren't working out and I couldn't figure it out. And I remember I just called the next day. I was like, bro, I don't care what it takes. I need you to come on the team because this is, this is keeping me up at night and I'm spending so much time here that I, I will never be able to grow our business. I'll never be able to take it to the next level. And the next day we hired him. And I think for any owner out there, you might be sitting there and you might just have to bite the bullet and say, you know what, I'm going to do this and it's going to be tough for a couple of months. You might need to take a hit here and there, but I assure you, if it's stressing you out that much, three months from now, you're going to be golden. So I would ask any affiliate owner, what's keeping you up at night that you can delegate that is high value and very reasonable cost. Mm. And so, and, and like I said, Jay and I have been talking for a couple of years um, and talking about these things. What can we do? You know, I, I talked about websites a little bit earlier, uh, mentioned that in the podcast, and that's something we talked about building websites five years ago at Wattify, quickly dismissed it because uh, we just didn't want to get into that game. That game is kind of a race to the bottom. It's pretty commoditized. But what we've been seeing recently still, even with all the sophistication of, of all the gym owners coming in, a lot, a lot still have very rudimentary websites. Then we worked off this experience we had with the local gym and we said, you know what, it's not going to make us any money, but we need to do it. So we're working on a website solution now because it's just what the affiliate owners need. Um, and that's, I think where this partnership with UJ was really born between collective and Wattify is that, you know, for, if, if you're a gym owner and you're spending nine hours on your Sunday programming workouts for the next week and putting them into your system of record or whatever that is, uh, instead of spending time with your family or devising your next quarter's sales and marketing strategy for your gym, that's going to maybe lead to 20 new members, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And so we need the help. We need to, to, to fill that gap. Yeah. And so now you're going to plug in our programming directly into the Wattify accounts, which I think is going to be exceptional. I know it's going to be exceptional. We're submitting five different programs. Um, which we use in our gyms every single day. So we practice what we preach. Something like 5,000 athletes a week go through this program well, already. That, that, those are our own. Oh, okay. Those are like NC Fit. Not athletes. counting the uh, All corporate. the collective members. Well, no, no. The, the, oh, yeah. yeah. Not collect, collecting all the collective gyms that utilize our programs. And so we're getting feedback from a lot of people. And so we're talking about the sum of, not sum, sum of. of. <laughs> and uh, so I'm excited about that partnership. And I think ultimately what it comes down to, and I think through this conversation is, you summarized it so well. Find out things that you could delegate out that are low cost, high value, and get after it. Because if you want to increase your memberships, and I want to, 
I want everybody listening to increase their revenue because that's only going to allow us to stay sustainable. Well, the step number one is create a plan towards growing that revenue. And some of that might be delegating things out that aren't driving you towards that goal. Because if we ask most gym owners and you said it yourself, how many times you got on the phone and I mean, like what percentage of gym owners say they want to increase their membership? Like 90 I'll say like 100 percent, basically. 100 <laughs> percent. Well, not 100 percent. There's there's probably a few that have grown too big for the location. They can't manage right. it. Maybe actually want to shrink. But yeah, so like 95 percent. Yeah. So then the question I got to ask them, and for any owner, what are you doing to grow that? And right. we've had locations that we're saying, hey, look, we're good on members. We're good. Then we have a different focus. Hey, let's have you know increase average member value, or let's drive better service, or whatever. We also have locations that we need growth. And in that case, we sit down, we create a plan. And part of that plan is, hey, where are our managers spending time on? What could we delegate off of them so they could focus on moving the needle towards more membership growth and driving in more revenue? So absolutely aligns perfectly. Well, look, obviously I'm excited about our partnership with the NC Fit Collective and Wattify. What are the big things on the horizon for Wattify as an organization? You guys moved into a new office. What have you guys learned um, as your guys' company? What's like a big takeaway you've seen for you guys kind of professionalizing over the years because Wattify started off with one employee. Now, how many do you guys have? About 80 in two different offices. 80 in two different offices, one being in Lisbon, yeah. which Portugal is relatively far away. What have you learned? Like, what's a big takeaway? Because, I mean, you've been here since pretty much the beginning. So yeah, absolutely. What would you say is the big hurdles of, of growth? We won't really get to, to go too deep into it. This would be a whole episode in itself, but it's the people and the culture and the business. You're not going to have happy customers if you don't have happy employees. Um, and I, I, can't even, I can't even begin to, to get too far into it now without taking a whole another hour, but um, making sure that you're taking care of your employees so that as you scale, because that, that when you have one founder who is that sort of jack of all trades, super, super high touch in every department and every area of the business to make sure it's executed with 100% quality because they've bet their life savings on this. As you scale, the only way to, to, to scale that is if each individual that you hire feels that way in some some sort of sense and they're only going to feel that way if you know to take care of the business if the business is taking care of them and so that culture those values making sure you're hiring people with with aligned values is just incredibly important um we had some issues with that in the past and completely transparently and we'd be happy to open up with you about it uh, some other time but um what we saw uh, that shift once we started focusing on on the values and the culture and the employees um and the return that that's had in the business has been incredible. Yeah, happy employees leads to more. And so with your core values and things like that, do you, did you, have you guys sat down as a team and wrote those out? Yeah, we did. We, we, took, we took the 41 employees from Lisbon for a week last year, flew them all the way to the U.S. All of them? All of them, 40, <laughs> 41 of them, yeah, for yeah. an entire week, uh, along with our team here. We actually sent an email about it, so some of you may have gotten that email uh, one week last June saying, hey, service is going to be a little slow this week. It was really important that we... We kind of shut down the business for a week, really focused on um, team building, but not in the cheesy trust fall sense, like true team building, um, education. We flew Zappos in, so Zappos uh, out in, you know, this online shoe retailer is really well known for service and culture. We flew them in for the week and uh, did a whole bunch of exercise, training exercises, um, and we were just, we started developing our, our purpose, our, our mission statements to uh, empower a fulfilled life, and then our 10 core values. And um, that empower fulfilled life, that's our, our mission, is very, very near and dear to our hearts and, and because it extends through from us to our customers to their customers. So our gym owners are empowering a fulfilled life, maybe by helping that person who hasn't gotten off the couch in two years, helping them get off the couch and maybe run their or walk their first 5K. And 
what we're trying to do is build a system that frees up your time as the gym owner so that way you can go have that personal touch and impact those lives. So, and then what we're also hoping to do is empower a fulfilled life with our gym owners such that if you are spending all day Sunday working, uh, you know, programming or w whatever it is that you're doing, we want to get you back to your family and yeah. take a vacation. I love it, man. Well, hey, that was a great way to kind of sum up or gateway to finish this conversation is that you guys flew out all those people you took on that expense, yeah. But not to to because of the importance of culture and getting these people yeah. to know there's each no other. No direct ROI. Yeah, but there's huge ROI, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And having the Zappos team come out there again, they're known for that customer service, that focus. And I think that you guys are making leaps and bounds, you know, over the years. I think, you know, no business is perfect, Absolutely. mine included, of course, <laughs> right? Like at all, ours yeah. is ours has holes. But at least we're sitting there and reflecting on a regular basis. Hey, where can we improve? Let's create a plan. And I think for anybody out there as a company and listening to what, you know, Eric just said, it's, it's, it's just being open and honest and not, you know, like you got to know like, Hey, there's area of improvement. Let's, let's create a plan towards that instead of just like pretending it's not there because it is there. And eventually it gets so big that you can no longer, you know, operate. The area of improvement is always there. If you don't think it's there, you're mistaken. And somebody's about to eat your lunch. <laughs> well guys, look, if you want more information about Wattify, you could probably just go to wattify.com. Yep. If you want more information about our collective partnership, which obviously we're super fired up about, if you're a gym owner and you're using Wattify, we're almost making it mandatory for you to at least try this service for a month. And if you don't like it, email me and I'll personally <laughs> send you a t-shirt or something. I'll, I'll send you something. Um, go to wattify.com slash, I think we're gonna do NC fit. So it's wattify.com slash, slash NC fit. Will be the collective website. I believe that's what we said. If you're a Wattify customer, you're definitely going to get an email and an app notification about it. Um, if you're not a Wattify customer but you want to learn more, just head to our website, submit a form, and we'll be talking to you. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, I hope everybody continues to rise the tides, put one foot in front of the other, create a plan, and get after it. Eric, thank you for taking your time today. Thanks. Thanks again, man. It's been great. All right.